This is Tea on the Hudson, a news and lifestyle podcast where we're spilling all of the Hudson County tea and more. My name is Jen Trapuka. I'm the founder of HobokenGirl.com and a Hudson County resident. On this show, we share news, lifestyle topics of interest, interviews, and have guest Hoboken Girl contributors on to delve into the things that matter to local residents. This week, we have Lisa Anita here from St. Mary's Advocates in Hoboken, which is a local thrift store, to talk about all things secondhand fashion and easy ways to shop more sustainably for your clothes locally. And later in the show, Sarah of House of Healer is here to talk about a Reiki experience she had with Asha Surti of Reiki Traveler. This week, I'm sipping a chamomile tea from Hudson Coffee in Hoboken, which is located at 1100 Maxwell Lane in Uptown Hoboken. This place is owned by Justin DePasquale, who is a local police officer who also owns Bean Vault Coffee downtown. It's a really, really awesome spot. And the best part about this is they have the most beautiful coffee cup to go mugs. So you must take a look and definitely check it out. The Hoboken Girl self-care guide is live on hobokengirl.com through January 31st, where over 50 plus local businesses are sharing exclusive deals to their wellness businesses. There's beauty, there's fitness, there's food. You just have to mention Hoboken Girl or use the code Hoboken Girl to redeem. And you can see all of them on the homepage of hobokengirl.com. They do expire January 31st, so make sure you get to the site to check them out. Consider this another save the date note for our two big upcoming Hoboken Girl events. Saturday, March 28th is our fourth annual formal wear sale to benefit Suits for Success. We'll be sharing more about the drop-off location spots very soon, so stay tuned. We also have our Hoboken Wellness Crawl, which happens Sunday, April 26th this year. And we are so excited because there is so much fun stuff that's gonna happen. It's basically a bar crawl without the alcohol for fitness and wellness. So be on the lookout for the Wellness Crawl application if you're a vendor or interested in being a part of it. And tickets will go on sale later this year. This episode is brought to you by Coditum, which is a Hoboken-based coding school actually located here in the Monroe Center. And they've joined forces with a variety of local coffee shops, such as Jefferson's Coffee, Hudson Coffee, Black Rail, and Joey No Nuts, to offer one-on-one coding classes with a personal instructor. The classes are $39, but future coders can receive $5 off any classes from now until the end of January when you use the code HOBOKENGIRL. You can find more info and book on coditum.cafe and use the code HOBOKENGIRL. Now grab a mug and let's get started with our news. It looks like plans to install an $8 million light rail stop at 15th Street in Hoboken might just become a reality. This isn't the first time residents have heard about a possible train stop near the border of the Mile Square and Weehawken. The plan first emerged in 2014 and has ties to former Mayor Don Zimmer and Governor Chris Christie. Now Ravi Bala, our current mayor, has been talking about it as well. There's a big article on HobokenGirl.com right now that you can get more information. 
Lorraine's House of Styles at 161st Street in Hoboken has been a Hoboken staple for 20 years, and the owner, Lorraine Fred, recently announced that the hair salon is becoming a green circle salon, meaning they have gone completely green. Lorraine's will be collecting, recycling, and repurposing hair clippings, used foils, color tubes, excess hair colors, papers, and plastics, as well as glass and spa waste to divert this potential waste from landfills and our waterways. Hair clippings will even be recycled to make pillows and mattresses for people who have endured natural disasters in other countries and in the U.S. An ongoing project in Hoboken called 800 Monroe has been a point of contention for a while, which is located at 8th and Monroe, especially because the site has a rubber-like burning smell, a smell that has been present on and off since 2018 and has many local residents concerned. Several residents have spoken to the site's supervisor, David Draper, about the conditions, and it now appears that the DEP is involved. They noted that they've had 36 complaints over the last few years about this, and the DEP said it wasn't an alarming number of calls about the project, even though the site was fined $21,000 in 2018 for the same smells. It does appear, though, that the Department of Health and Human Services in Hoboken is now involved and will keep you posted on any updates. If you are concerned about this, the NJDEP does have a hotline. Please call if you have any questions or concerns to 877-WARN-DEP, W-A-R-N-D-E-P, or 877-927-6337. The 800 Monroe site is identified by program interest number 13531. In the wake of December 10th's shooting at the Jersey City Kosher Market, federal officials are claiming that the shooters had planned, quote, greater acts of mayhem on Jewish communities, and the bomb that was found in their van could have done damage to an area the size of five football fields. New Jersey AG Gruel recently shared with the Daily Beast that investigators believe the attackers to have been fueled by both anti-Semitism and anti-law enforcement beliefs. For this reason, the shooting is being treated as an act of domestic terrorism and is still under investigation. Hoboken Mayor Ravi Bala has announced he will hold his second annual State of the City address on Monday, January 27th at 7 p.m. This year, the address will be hosted at the Mile Square Theater in Hoboken, and members of the public are invited to attend. If you're a member of the public looking to RSVP, you can do so through Mile Square Theater's ticket service. New Jersey has made another big move in the vein of promoting electric cars. More than 15 years ago, New Jersey was the first state in the U.S. to pass the clean car standards with a legislative vote. Now, the New Jersey Senate and Assembly have passed legislation that will build a statewide high-speed charging network for electric vehicles, providing rebates of up to $5,000 for those purchasing an electric vehicle and promising that New Jersey Transit will purchase electric-only buses by the year 2032. Bruce Springsteen has a reason to celebrate. His son, Sam Springsteen, was officially sworn in last week as a Jersey City firefighter. He was sworn in by Fire Chief Steve McGill, and Bruce and Patty C. Alpha were in the front row in the audience watching the ceremony. Rapper Wyclef Jean from the Fugees returned to his home state of New Jersey earlier this week to stop by Vibes Juice Cafe in Jersey City. Originally from Newark, he admitted that this was his first ever vegan meal and he seemed pretty impressed. Vibes Juice Cafe posted on their Instagram a photo of Wyclef and they said, quote, we turned him into a vegan with that soulful Caribbean vegan cuisine. And now for our openings and closings. 
Curry Up Now, a new Indian street food eatery that began as a California food truck, has officially opened as of last Friday at 91 Washington Street in Hoboken. It was formerly the location of Walk to Walk and a chiropractor's office before that, but it will now offer Indian fast casual cuisine and some delicious options like tikka masala burritos and samosas. Hoboken is getting another hemp or CBD shop. New signage over at the old La Bouche Cafe on Garden Street shows that a place called Garden Street Hemp is coming into the old space. It looks like Sushi House on First Street in Hoboken has closed its doors. According to our eagle-eyed Hoboken Girl readers, Sushi House, located at 155 First Street, has been dark for about a month, and it appears they may have closed their doors for good. It also appears that the phone number for Sushi House is still working, however, calls from Hoboken Girl went unanswered and no voicemail option came up. A new Hoboken Italian restaurant called Il Tavolo di Palmisano is coming to the old location of Jack & Co. between 7th and Clinton Streets. We reported about this earlier, but now the official signage has gone up at the new restaurant, and it seems like only a few weeks till opening date. We'll keep you posted. A new Caribbean West Indian eatery called Freetown Road recently opened in Journal Square, moving into the former medical office at 640 Newark Street in Jersey City. This project is spearheaded by Chef Claude Lewis, a Food Network Chop winner, and the menu features different kinds of curry, braised oxtail, grilled goat, fried fish, and small West Indian-inspired bites. Blush Tan, a new organic spray tan studio that has been operating mobily in Hoboken for the last year, is planning to open its brick-and-mortar location in town within the next few months. Rachel Genovese, the owner of Blush Tan in Hoboken, told us in an email that she's shooting for mid-February or March to open. Café Bon Gusto is known for its flagship Manhattan location, but now the Italian restaurant is coming to Hoboken. It's opening on 7th and Washington Street, and of course, its menu will feature appetizers, salads, and pasta options galore. There's no word yet on an official opening date or timeline, but we'll keep you posted as it does. For our feature segment today, we have Lisa and Nita of St. Mary's Advocates, which you may know as the thrift store on the corner of 6th and Garden Street in Hoboken. But what you may not know about this cute little corner spot is that it is a nonprofit charitable organization founded over 50 years ago. And since that time, the group's mission has been to raise funds for healthcare and educational charities through its thrift store. The St. Mary's Thrift Store is 100% volunteer-operated and raises thousands of dollars yearly for donations and scholarships. Lisa Vickery and Nita Patel are current volunteers at St. Mary's Advocates Thrift Store, and they manage their social media. They're here to chat with us today. Hello, ladies. Thanks for joining us. Hi. Thanks Thanks for having having us. us. So you both are volunteers at St. Mary's Advocates. Lisa, you've lived in Hoboken a pretty long time. Tell me about that. Yeah, I um, moved here in 1980 sort of as an accidental pioneer with um, the man who's now my husband. Um, He was the first accidental pioneer I knew here. Um, And we just fell in love with it. We were both from the Jersey suburbs, and we thought Hoboken was so much more interesting than where we had grown up. It's changed a lot over the years, and some for the good, some for the bad. 
But we, we love it here. We've raised two boys here. They're now in their 20s. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. And as far as profession goes, I work at the Wall Street Journal. I've been there also since about the same time I moved here, so decades. And um, on the weekends, I volunteer at the St. Mary Thrift Shop on Sixth and Garden. Love it. And Nita, tell me about uh, your your journey to Hoboken. Sure. Yeah. So I've been bo- I was born and raised in New Jersey, um, but I was recently living in New York City. About four years ago, I moved to um, Weehawken, actually. So I'm a Hudson County resident, and I um, work in the city for Gap. I work on their international franchise business. And I'm very passionate about sustainability. I think it's a matter of humanity. So about six months ago, I started volunteering with St. Mary's Advocates on the weekends with Lisa. So great. So obviously we explained St. Mary's in the beginning, but I want to hear from the source. What is St. Mary's Advocates in Hoboken? All right. So it started as the uh, hospital auxiliary, the women's auxiliary of the hospital when it was St. Mary's and it was a regular hospital here in town. It had to, the St. Mary's Advocates had to split off when the hospital went to a for-profit company because you can't have volunteers raising money for a for-profit company. So they're right. now a 5013C, and we focus all of our charitable giving on healthcare-related issues and some family things, but um, mostly local issues, local things like the ambulance corps. We recently gave money to. Uh, a effort to build housing for homeless veterans here in town. Oh, the American Legion. Yeah. And we've also given to some bigger organizations outside of town, like the Shriners, St. Jude's. That's um, wonderful. Some other healthcare things. But it's all we're all a volunteer organizations, so all of our profits beyond paying for the rent of our shop um, and utilities and such, that all, all goes to charity. And that's great. So the St. Mary's Advocates really is a thrift store in itself, and then all of the proceeds from the thrift store go to charitable organizations. That's right. It's so wonderful. So you've fo- focused on American Legion, Hoboken Volunteer Ambulance Corps, a bunch of different healthcare mm-hmm. focused. And in 2019, how much did you guys raise? I know it was a big number. Yes, it was about $40,000. Amazing. Yeah. Some of that also went, I forgot to mention, uh, nursing scholarships. So if you know anybody who is a nurse, you can apply for uh, nursing scholarships. We do that regularly. Oh, that's wonderful. How do people apply? Uh, we have an application at the, th- at the shop. Wonderful. Yeah, what I think is amazing about St. Mary's Advocates and um, the donations that they give is that it's not just national organizations. We give back a lot in within the community, locals here in Hoboken in Hudson County. So it really does service the community. How many people are volunteering in general in the organization, would you say? I think the current number is about 17. Um, most people take one day of the week and volunteer usually for the for the full day that we're open or the, the number of hours that we're open. So we're always looking for new volunteers, if I can just throw a pitch in for of that. Course. Because um, <laughs> we would like to be open more days of the week than we are. It's currently four days a week, but we can't be open unless we have at least two volunteers there just for safety reasons. Of course, of course. Well, that's, that's good to know. So if anyone's listening and you want to be a volunteer, that's, keep that in mind. You have a ton of designer clothes, I've heard, and lots of different things in the store, household items. What brands have you seen lately at St. Mary's? Well, we get all kinds of we, we it, everything runs a, a full range. But um, if you want to talk about some of the more amazing ones I've seen lately, <laughs> like not counting the Prada boots that I bought before I was actual volunteer <laughs> when I was one of their best customers. Love um, it. 
but that was true. They were five dollars. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, but we uh, recently I saw a Marnie skirt. Now I know that my, that's maybe not a name that everybody knows, but it's super super high end. Right. We regularly get like Stuart Weitzman shoes and Ferragamo shoes. And I don't want to tell people that everything in the store is designer items. It's not like that. I mean, we we have certainly a lot of like really good solid brands. Banana Republic, I'll say that since Nita works for Gap Inc., you know. But um, things like lots of nice J. Crew things. Um, so really but, anyone can come shop. And the price points are really reasonable. Yes. And and we're because we don't have the volunteer manpower to price things where in ranges, really, like the shirts are like six dollars. So mm-hmm. you might get a shirt from Saks that's six dollars, or it might be one that's you know just kind of from Ann Taylor or something. It would be the same price. So that's you have to have a good eye. I recommend having a good eye. So just really, really scope it out. Yeah, <laughs> that's great. Sustainable fashion. Let's talk mm-hmm. about it because it is such a buzzword these days. But there's so much meaning behind it. Tell me about the benefits of sustainable fashion and thrifting and I know, I, I think, Nita, you can probably speak to that. So one of the main factors that contributes to a lot of the pollution is mass production and overproduction. Also, um, the amount of product that an average American throws away. So an average American discards 81 pounds of apparel wow. um, that goes straight probably to landfill. So there's a lot of focus on now sustainable fashion. And is that per year or yes per year every, yes every american probably throws away 81 pounds of That's clothing amazing. and yeah. with marie kondo it's probably more right. these yes. days yeah <laughs> so exactly so it's not about just like getting rid of things it's being more conscious of what you're consuming mm-hmm. um so thrifting with the benefit of thrifting is that there there's several benefits there's um one it is good for the environment um, it supports conscious consumption because it reduces the pollution caused by producing new product. It's good for the community. So as Lisa mentioned, our thrift store gives back to the community. So we, we put a lot of money into local and national um, charities. It's good for your wallet. As Lisa also mentioned, you can get some great items at a great price point. And what we wanted to just touch on is that there's a, um, a stigma attached to thrifting. Um, many people think, oh, I can afford to buy something new. But yes, that's great, but it doesn't have the same benefit as thrifting. So, you know, everyone can thrift shop. It's not just for a specific financial demographic. No, absolutely. I mean, I speak for myself, but I love thrifting. It's so much fun. You can find treasures and you just never Mm -hmm. know what you're going to find. Exactly. So that's another benefit. It's great for your wardrobe. So you can find unique pieces that um, Mm -hmm. you won't in a store and um, you can mix high and low brands. Um, I my whole wardrobe right now is thrifted. From is it? Oh, you look so cute. Really? Oh, it's so cute. We'll have to take a picture and yeah. we'll share it on our social. Yeah. Everybody looks fabulous. Way, way, way nicer than I do today. <laughs> and and one of the last benefits is that it's good for humanity. So you know when people um, buy fast fashion, they buy it because it's cheap clothing. They want to wear it for a little bit or wear a trend. But when you go thrifting. You're being more conscious of what you're consuming. You're buying secondhand and um, indirectly, then you're uh, reducing the need for cheap labor for cheap fashion. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. And and mm-hmm. thank you for just laying it out because I think a lot of people hear that and don't really know what it means. And it's really good mm-hmm. to just break it down. And it makes me want to shop more consciously, mm-hmm. just even hearing it. Now, besides St. Mary's, I know there are 
a bunch of thrift stores in the area. We've actually covered it on Hoboken Girl. We have a list of all the thrift shops. I believe you guys are featured in there. Yes, I hope we so. Are. <laughs> I know. I got to check. But uh, what are some of the other thrift stores in the area if people aren't local to maybe Hoboken and they're in Hudson County and they want to drop something off? Of course, they can come here, but you guys are only open a few days a week. Mm-hmm. You know, what are the other places that are great for thrifting and for either donating or going to shop? Mm-hmm. The ones I would recommend, there there are two large Salvation Armies in Jersey City. One is outside of the Holland Tunnel, and one is up in the Heights. I think it's on Kennedy Boulevard. Both of those are much larger than ours, so they can take furniture, which is really important because people often call you know, asking if we can take a sofa or whatever, and like, no, we're yeah, really tiny. Tiny little shop, um, yeah. So those are good to know about, um, and they're also fun for shopping. I one time at one of them I bought... I saw this candle, electric candle in the cabinet or in one of their cases. I bought it for 50 cents, and then I was in a museum, and the same thing was in a museum. Wow. It was awesome. It was really fun. It was from 1928, I think. But Amazing. Then uh, for shopping, there's another really good thrift shop in Union City called Unique Thrift Shop. It's not a charity, but their prices are really good. They have really good half-day prices. A lot of times, if you get it, so if you like thrifting, that's a good one. As I say, it's not a charity, but it's mm-hmm. a, it's a good it's a good thrift shop, and it's it's I would still say most of the things are under ten dollars. Wow, know? that's great. Any mm-hmm. any other ones you can think of? Um, not necessarily thrift shops that are here locally, but the biggest one online, Thread Up. So I would just say like other ways to su- support sustainable fashion and be more conscious is to buy resale, so online or to rent. So Rent the Runway is great for apparel, Switch is great for uh, designer jewelry. So renting and resale are both great ways to su- support sustainable fashion. Such good tips. I love them. And I think there are also times where we've we actually at Hoboken Girl for our Hoboken Girl Helps volunteer group we do a yearly prom dress and formal wear sale. We do it in the spring and it's been so popular, which is so exciting that it's gained steam. But I do find that sometimes people drop things off that maybe aren't in the best condition to be resold. Uh, it's just an experience I've had. I'm sure mm-hmm. you've had similar experiences. Oh, I would like to talk about that. Yes, if I could go ahead. Please talk about that. <laughs> so I, if for any listeners out there, please, I, I'm so happy that you're thinking of donating to a thrift shop. But it's very important that things be sellable. It's not like, oh, somebody will need it. No, somebody might need it, but they're not going to buy it, you know, because mm-hmm. we are we are trying to sell things. So we ask that things, that the garments be clean, that they don't have ring around the color, that they don't have a moth hole, that they don't have a coffee stain, that they don't have underarm smuts. That's one of our real ones oh. we get. And I'm like, please, please. <laughs> so because that makes a lot of work for us because then we are trying to figure out a sustainable way to get those to a recycler, and that means a lot of packing up and boxing and schlepping things. So, so it's important so, to really. So it's yes. almost like think of it. Your your stuff should be something you'd want to buy, right? Or think of it like, would I give this to a friend and not be embarrassed? And so, if people aren't able to donate because they don't think it's worth the quality, what can they do as far as recycling clothes so that they're not donating eighty? pounds of uh, waste, you mm-hmm. know, each year right. type of thing. Right, right. You want to take that one? Yeah, yeah. sure. So, um, you know, if they they can drop it off at Salvation Army, actually. So unfortunately, we don't have a recycling program right now, but the Salvation Army does. Um, they actually 
in Jersey City have an area where you can drop off rags only um, product uh, or those separated out and so like towels and um, things yeah or? towel well it's a product that is not in good condition to to resell I see um, so um, they actually then ship it to other um, organizations that actually recycle it so a lot of um, fabric textile is used when it's recycled it's used for insulation so there are organizations they work with we're trying to find a new organization to partner with that would take our discards we've been um, in close partnership with Hoboken Green Mm -hmm. um, and they mentioned that they have the green drop so they um, promote it on their social media and it is a truck that is out um, sometimes within the town of Hoboken um, or they do pickups I believe and so if it's larger furniture items I would recommend um, reaching out to uh, Salvation Army or Hoboken Green. Yeah, If I can add one thing about the recyclers another option is You'll sometimes see in a parking lot, there'll be these boxes of you know bins. It'll say, donate your old clothes and shoes. And if they don't say Red Cross, if they don't say Goodwill, it's usually a for-profit recycler. They're going to grind the stuff up anyway, so don't take your good stuff there. Wow, um, so but just take I, don't, I don't feel bad at all about sending putting my bad stuff in those. Oh, that's interesting. So you could almost just yeah that those bins. I think that there are fewer and fewer of those around the problem is because the cities are cracking down on them because they realize they're not charities yeah I've, I, we actually have had a bunch of readers that reached out because we had them on a list of where to donate clothes mm-hmm. and they were saying that a they had been taking taken away and then b they weren't always for the best type of right. organization so right. yeah it's really good to know what are some of course sustainability like we said is such a buzzword what are some other ways that we can support sustainability in in our community in Hudson County? So, I mean, I think just being more conscious of your recycling. So actually, Lisa is um, a really <laughs> good source um, to speak to this because um, many people don't know um, how to recycle, the proper ways to recycle. So she's actually been educating me as well. Yeah, I tell feel us. Like, tell I'm us starting, all the things. Well, I feel like I'm starting to get to be the, the recycling police, but um, <laughs> especially my household as my husband. Oh, my God. But... Uh, <laughs> You know, in town, they've they've recently switched away from the single stream recycling to the dual stream. And for folks who don't know that, it's you have to separate your cardboard and your paper away from your bottles and cans. And it's on a different night that they collect them. It used to be all commingled. And and certainly, I can tell you from stories we've had in the Wall Street Journal, the, the waste industry says it ruins everything when it's all thrown together. And also people throw in their... Um, take out food containers without being rinsed that also ruins things pizza and then boxes. if you you can't recycle pizza <laughs> box looks so recyclable it but really does not but it's not so that wrecks things again conscious consumption it's not just about apparel um, it's in all areas of your life so um, reducing your plastic bottle use um, and um, you know using <laughs> got my essential <laughs> here I'm sorry guys <laughs> um, tote bags you know um, we're so happy that Hoboken has a band on plastic bags but not many towns and cities do. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's really important that you also just spread more awareness of that and the importance by by being an, an example. And when you are buying from, say, a 
big brand store or a store where you're getting something new, what would you say are the questions that you should ask yourself or ask of the store mm-hmm. if you're trying to be sustainable and in and really consciously consuming things. Yeah, sure. So I think as a consumer, ask yourself, what do you love about this brand and the product and how can you influence them, influence the brand? If they're not promoting sustainable consumption or sustainable fibers or sustainable product, write to them, be vocal. Um, I've done it many times. I've gotten product, um, you know, I shop online a lot when I do buy things, but I invest in things. I don't buy cheap product. (laughs) You know, when I get things that are in excessive packaging, just write to them, send them a note. Again, sustainability was the biggest trend in the fashion retail industry in 2019, and it's going to continue to be. So as a consumer, you have the power to influence them. But ask yourself, what am I buying? Is this good product? Um, Am I going to use it? Or am I just buying it for a one-time thing and being more conscious about that? And then um, what is it made from? Who makes my product? What brands do focus on sustainability? So just being more educated, doing your research. There's some great documentaries out there and shows to watch now that actually highlight a lot about um, sustainability and the economy. I'm so inspired by this. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think it's all about if you are buying and making a purchase, it's quality over quantity Mm -hmm. and really thinking about your purchases versus Mm -hmm. a snap decision, which we've probably all done. You know, you're at the mall, got to get something for a holiday party and you just grab something, which I think is important. And I think it's um, about being ready to spend a little bit more money when uh, the product is sustainable. So several brands. Yes, tell some brands. Well, I'm going to be biased and speak about Gap. So Gap um, has been promoting upcycled product. Um, So I don't know if you know the term upcycle. Uh, Yes. 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 Reuse. Textiles, reduce, reuse, right? upcycle kind of thing. <laughs> so upcycle when you um, when something's upcycled in terms of a product. So you're taking old fibers, fabrics, and you're making something new out of it. So there's so Gap a, is a good one. Yes, Gap mm-hmm. is definitely Thank actually you know. Gap is actually known in the fashion um, industry, Gap Inc. as a very sustainable brand. And Athleta is one of our brands. Athleta is B Corp. Um, and when you're B Corp, and a lot of companies are trying to be more B Corp, but it takes a lot to be B Corp. Um, it's that you put you put the environment and people right up there with um, and product up there with profit. Mm. So you're not going after just profit. You're putting money into the people that work for you, um, into the product to make it you know um, environmental friendly. So um, yeah, so Gap brands are actually very sustainable compared to um, other brands, um, and we're not considered fast fashion. That's great. So if people are trying to focus on sustainable brands and conscious consumption Mm -hmm. and they're buying a gift or something new what brands do you recommend that are great for you know that type of purpose yeah sure so one of my favorite brands is kuyana um it started as a handbag company and they have apparel right now as well as well as other accessories um they're very um sustainable and they're conscious about their production so you know it's not cheap labor so they're great they again have great handbags great clothing and um, I'll be biased, but I'll just say Gap as well. So all of the Gap Inc. brands um, are great. Athleta in general specifically is a 
B Corp organization, um, and they have great products. They they have a lot. They about eighty percent of Athleta's um, product is sustainably sourced, so that's great. So and they're in Hoboken. So if people do want to get involved with St. Mary's Advocates, how do they do that? So you could check us out. It's uh, our website is stmaryadvocates.org, and the Saint part is an S T, not spelled out Saint. You can also, if you just Google us, I think you'll find us on Yelp or on Facebook as well. I think we have a Google presence again. Like if you, Facebook, if you, all yeah, of if that, you, yeah. If you just, I've um, seen it when I googled. It, yeah. So uh, and the there is an online volunteer application. You could also stop in the store, which we prefer. So What's come the in. address for people? It's, uh, it's, it's at the corner of Six and Gardens. It's technically five thirty six Garden Street, but it's the corner of. Um, Six and Garden. In Hoboken. In Hoboken, right. And we're open Wednesday, 10 to 2, Thursday, Friday, Saturday from 1230 to 430. Wonderful. And definitely also check out our social media. So it's Hoboken Thrift Store um, is our handle on Instagram. And then on Facebook, we are St. Mary's Advocates Thrift mm-hmm. Shop. And also on Facebook, that's where we put when we're having things like dollar sales, which we have a lot, or you know, BOGO, buy one, get one free sales. We have a lot of those because we get so many donations. All right, ladies. Well, thank you so much for coming in and spilling the tea. Okay. Thank you. It was delicious. Today for our self-care feature, we have a special guest. Sarah of House of Healer is here to talk about one of her favorite treatments in the area. Now, if you don't know Sarah, she is an acupuncturist, also my acupuncturist, and wellness practitioner in Uptown Hoboken at Acupuncture Atelier. She also runs the new website, House of Healer, but if that's not enough, she's a Hoboken Girl wellness contributor, Reiki practitioner, and a mom. And today for our self-care segment, she's going to be talking about her experience with Asha Surti of Reiki Traveler. Welcome, Sarah. Hi, Jen. How are you? What's I'm going on? Good. Not too much. I'm happy to be here. Thank you so much. Of course. So tell me a little bit about Reiki as a practice. Yeah. So Reiki is a Japanese healing modality. Um, it's based mostly on the chakra system and a Reiki practitioner. I mean, we're all different, but essentially you practice Reiki. I do. Yeah. Um, I've, I've had Reiki from you. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I actually find Reiki works beautifully in conjunction with acupuncture and I use it in every single healing ceremony that I do. And so you're a Reiki practitioner Yeah. and then Asha is more of a Reiki master. She you said. is a master. Ah, yes. Tell me what that means. <laughs> <laughs> I'm assuming I know. But. Yeah. No, so essentially the, the real difference is it's a little bit more training for okay. sure, but uh, masters are able to teach and Asha is um, a teacher and a practitioner. Um, but Asha's the real deal. She's, she's very different from most healers that I've ever come across because her expertise is from her ancestors. She has learned from her family how to master Reiki. It gives me chills. Yeah. Her, her late aunt was a practitioner and taught her, and her sister is also a Reiki practitioner. So she travels around the world, which, I mean... Her, so she really practices what she preaches. She does. She walks the line. She, she is yeah. the real deal. And if you've ever experienced a session with her, you know that it's deep. It is almost um, like a lucid dream, and it's it's extremely healing. I had 
two with her. Yeah. And they were amazing. I've never slept better in my life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, I, I have to tell you, I started seeing Asha when I um, was first pregnant. Mm-hmm. And I had severe baby brain. It is real. <laughs> I was stupid for weeks. And I was trying to keep up my practice. And I didn't want, of course, I didn't want people to know I was pregnant. Sure. So I I had heard about Asha. And, you know, I went and I saw her. And I had been trying acupuncture. Right. Yoga. Diet. Everything. Reiki was the only thing that kept me going in the first stage of my pregnancy. Just from what? Like the energy? Yeah. So a Reiki practitioner literally uses their body. So we're trained to feel the body's imbalances and we use the energy from the universe through our body. We use ourselves basically as a conduit Mm -hmm. to balance out our patients' bodies. And I literally just as early in my early um, stage of pregnancy, I would just suck in all the juices from the universe. And she was just, she was totally amazing. It was, it's, she's amazing. Yeah. And so we've talked about Reiki on the Mm -hmm. show before, but with her sessions, what does it entail lately? Yeah. um, She has changed her style a little bit. She's really dabbling more with shamanic Reiki. So she's using a lot of just more of her ancient lineage and she's really just going with it. Um, her sessions are now two hours long. She has upped her fee. She's now at 325, mm-hmm. but she really doesn't want to see you weekly. She wants to make sure, you know, she's doing her job right. and that you come in and see her like every couple of months, every few months when you need her. So like a seasonal yeah, yeah. tune up. Because she's, <laughs> when she's in there with you, um, she wants to be able to have at least two hours with you. Wow. And to be able to, you know, make sure everything is balanced and that anything that needs to be worked out is done. Now, does she use crystals during yep. her sessions? Of course she uses crystals. Yeah, crystals, oils. Um, she puts music on. It's it's blissful. And then <laughs> it, I remember, and I feel like she's probably even gotten more yeah. in depth with it, it sounds like, from her practice. Because I went when she was really first starting out with Reiki Traveler. Mm-hmm. And now it seems like it's really taking off. I know she's yeah. also training other yes. Reiki practitioners. Yes, she has been teaching. She's really guided to do that, and she's continuing to do that. So anyway, that wants to learn Reiki, learn from Asha. She's the real deal. Um, but she does have a bunch of practitioners that are now trained, and I believe their rates are 120 a session um, for the initial session and then 90 for follow-ups. So, That's great. So it's, and they're trained okay. by her. It's so cool. And she's located in Hoboken? Yes, she is. She works um, out of her home space, which I believe is right off of Hudson. I think Hudson and 12th or something like that. Yeah. And then yeah. you can Google Reiki Traveler. Yes. She is just a force. Yes. I feel yeah. so honored when I'm in her presence. I really just knowing her is... She's a good soul. A good, Yeah, she really is. Yeah. And so I'm so excited that we got to share the, Me too. the knowledge about Reiki. Thank you so much, as always, for coming in. It's my pleasure. And I'll see you soon. Yes, absolutely. Thanks, Jen. Our hidden gem this week is the Bue Cafe North End new location. And yes, of course, we just announced it on Hoboken Girl. You probably got to read the article, but it is such a gem in the north end of town. It's located at 14th and Adams, and it's a huge space. It's got two levels with a mezzanine. 
And it's a collaboration between Little City Books, which is our downtown bookstore in Hoboken. So definitely check it out because it is such a cute spot and it's all local shops coming together to collaborate. Our getaway this week is Skytop Lodge in Skytop, Pennsylvania. This is a historic 5,500-acre resort located in the Poconos West Mountain, which has been open since 1928. It's a perfect winter destination for some skiing or tubing during the day. And for those who are not into the outdoor sports, they also have massages, and the Skyview Lodge is perfect for grabbing a drink and waiting for your fellow snow bunnies as they enjoy the outdoors. So definitely check it out. It's called Sky Top Lodge. The Hudson hero this week is Lorraine Fred of Lorraine's House of Styles for committing to greener living with her local business. And our Hudson Zero this week is the 800 Monroe Street Project. 36 DEP calls is enough to cause a little alarm. You are our zero. Our nonprofit this week is Diva for a Day. This nonprofit was founded by two New Jersey women nearly a decade ago, and basically Diva for a Day does exactly what it states. Through their program, women living with cancer are selected monthly to enjoy a full day of pampering at a participating salon or spa. Donations are always accepted, and you can visit divaforaday.org for more information. And that concludes this episode of Tea on the Hudson. Major thanks to Lisa and Nita of St. Mary's Advocates and Sarah of House of Healer for coming on the show. Our production team, Van Vorst Films, and Mike Soul for our music. We've extended our $100 gift card giveaway to February 15th. We'll be giving one lucky listener a $100 gift card to the local Hudson County business of your choice. Here's how to enter. Subscribe wherever you get podcasts. Rate and review us with five stars on the podcast platform you listen on. Email the screenshot of your review to teaonthehudson at gmail.com and you'll be entered to win a $100 gift card to the local business of your choice. We'll be spilling the tea every Tuesday morning, so subscribe, share, and rate us wherever you get your podcasts. Please also send to your friends, your neighbors. It really helps us spread the word about this local production. You can also get in touch with us by following at Tea on the Hudson on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and email teaonthehudson at gmail.com. We'll see you next week for a new episode. <laughs>